0: Realizing that uh, they can do things that their peers can do, um, they learn the adaptations
1: Good morning, good afternoon, this is What's New in Adaptive Physical Education I'm your host Scott McNamara and I'm excited to be bringing you an episode focusing on campabilities ...which is a sports camp that's specially created for children that are visually impaired. I talked about Camp Abilities here and there on the podcast... ...and I'm super excited to be finally bringing uh, a group of directors from around the country uh, here. And I think I talked about it. I started my own in Michigan a few years ago. Um, and we're growing and it looks like we're going to have a really good year. We're changing facilities... And uh, I also talked about that I got to go to Salt Lake City recently to go to a summit where we all got to come from around the world and sit down and discuss our ideas on fundraising, activities, uh, what we're doing well, what we're not doing well, what we want to do in our future. So I got a few directors on here uh, as well as Dr. Lauren Lieberman who is the founder of Camp Abilities and... Uh, this is uh, the twenty-first year of Campabilities, where we got the documentary from HBO and uh, all these great things that are happening. So I thought we could bring some people together to talk about some of those great things that are happening. And in this episode, we're talking a little bit about you know what Campabilities is um, and what we're doing for parents in trainings, who's part of Campabilities who's volunteering, and some of the things that the kids can bring from camp to their schools as well. So uh, without much further ado, here is the first part of three episodes on Camp Abilities. I hope you enjoy.
2: Let me just say welcome. How's everyone doing? Alright. Very good. We um were just before the... uh. The podcast started and everyone was on. Matt was showing us his beautiful house and some of his friends. I was kind of in and out of that.
1: All right. Tell me where camp is and when it's going to be running.
2: So if we can start, let's start with Dr. Lauren Lieberman, who is our mentor in all this and started Camp Abilities, what, 20 20 years ago? 21 years ago. Yeah. So um, it's Lauren Lieberman, and I started Camp Abilities in Brockport in 1996. It was our first year. And so I've been running Camp Abilities in Brockport for uh, 21 years now. Dr. Hagel, Justin, former guest, tell us about yours.
3: Hi, I'm Justin Hagel. I work at Old Dominion University in beautiful Norfolk, Virginia. And I've been directing Camp Abilities Alaska since 2009. So this will be my eighth year directing that camp. Um, it is from July 16th to the 21st this year and it is in Anchorage on the campus of uh, the University of Alaska Anchorage and then pretty much all over the town up there.
0: Hi, my name is Matthew Meskel, and I'm a Deputy phys Physio teacher at the Maryland School for the Blind, and our camp runs from June 27th to July 1st, and it's at the Maryland School for the Blind in Baltimore, Maryland. And my coworker and I have been running the camp for four years now.
2: Hi, it's Kathy Beaver. I'm with the Central Association for the Blind and Visually Impaired in Upstate New York. This will be our sixth summer camp, which is actually located in Woodgate, New York, an hour north of Utica, the Adirondack Mountains. We also have winter camps which are in February of each year. This year's summer camp is July 31st to August 6th. My name is Wilma Chestnut House, and I am with Missouri Council of the Blind and the manager of a baseball team. And our camp will start for the first year, actually July the 31st. To August the fifth. Um, that's awesome. And mine is capabilities Michigan, and we are in our fourth year now, and we will be running July twenty fifth to the 29th. So we're really excited about that too. So some of our listeners, um, probably do know about capabilities, and a lot of us may not know about capabilities as well. Some of our listeners, so they're hearing all these dates and times, but let's talk a little bit about what is capabilities. What are some of the basics? That we would see in each one of the camps. So, what are the things that I would see from Campabilities Brockport to Campabilities uh, St. Louis to Campabilities Maryland? What are those things? Sure, this is this is Lauren speaking, and I forgot to say our dates are are June twenty sixth to July second for Campabilities Brockport. And I, I know that we all have some common elements. That we all it's an educational sports camp. So we all teach sports. Most of us have track and fields and swimming, and tandem biking, and some goalball. Uh, most camps have some deep baseball, uh, but then uh, you know, all the camps have some unique um, sports in them that are unique to their area, and um, and their preference and their interest as well. This is Wilma, and this year we are teaching beat baseball, track and field, and goal ball And uh, with our kids, we're just trying to I am an athlete myself, so I've got that competitive thing going on. We want our kids to be able to speak up for themselves, and that just the, the joy of winning those kind of things like that. They kind of help you with that uh, being able to speak up. It takes away some of that shyness.
3: Hey, this is Justin. Uh, we do, up in Alaska, we do a couple of uh, more Alaska type activities. We. Uh, do archery with the Northwest Association of uh, Archers up there, which is a lot of fun inside of a World War II bu- bunker. Uh, we also hike up Flat Top, which is a 3,500 foot um, mountain, quote unquote, not really a mountain, but it's a pretty awesome hike uh, over um, overseeing Anchorage. And we also take the kids to a water park each year, which. Might not seem like an Alaskan thing, but it's an indoor water park and the kids absolutely love it. So, yeah, those are a few of our unique activities in addition to the more typical like track and field, goal ball, uh, swimming type activities that most people are doing at these camps.
0: Hi, it's Kathy. Similar to Justin, because we're in the Adirondack Mountains for our summer camp, we have a high ropes, low ropes course. We do have a panther pole and a zip line, and we too climb a mountain. It's important to take advantage of the environment in which we're located.
2: All right, awesome. Uh, it sounds like there's a lot of cool things going on at all these different camps. It's So, like, a lot of them, um, there's some outdoor pursuits as well as the adapted sports. Uh, lots of really uh, cool things going on. So, let's go on, and I got another question for you. What, what is different about camp abilities than other summer camps? And let's talk about not only just summer camps for typically developing kids, but let's also talk about how is it different than other summer camps that might be for kids with visual impairments
0: i think uh this is Matt Muscove talking uh, I think capabilities is unique because uh for a lot of our athletes um they're just around kids that have that they can empathize with and that they have similarities with as far as uh some of their disabilities, especially the vision aspect so for a lot of our kids it's um, meeting another student with a visual impairment for the first time um realizing that uh they can do things that their peers can do um they learn the adaptations uh so that they can participate with them but but just that collaboration and that that camaraderie that they develop uh with each other because you know they're all they're all visually impaired yet they're all doing these incredible things that that week of camp and uh really accomplishing a lot
3: Hey to piggyback on on Matt, uh, one thing that makes Alaska unique is we're pulling kids from these native Alaskan villages and kids will grow up not meeting another kid uh, with the visual impairment until they come to camp. And you know, they'll come to camp and occasionally not realize all the different things that they could be successful and have fun doing. Um, and we've had kids from these native villages come year after year. And then go back, and then like, re- or introduce sports like goalball to their school. Um, and I've actually skyped with the phys ed teachers in these native villages to try to teach them about the sport during the school year, which is a ton of fun. Uh, so I think that's uh, one of the, the best aspects of our camp up there is that we have such a broad reach.
2: We have high school students of some of our camps and figure out what they might want to do when they graduate. College student training. I mean, I think that that is pretty unique, and, and then also. One thing I love about our camps, and I, I think we all do this, is bringing in role models with visual impairments, whether they're elite athletes or whether they're uh, community athletes and involved in recreation, uh, just, to, just to show the, cho- the children what they can do when they grow up. I
3: love hey, them. just to talk a little more about this training piece, I love telling people that one of the, one of our old counselors and staff members was this year's National School for the Blind Teacher of the Year. I love telling oh, hey. people that. That's cool. Yeah, isn't it? Very cool. He was such a such a great guy. I mean, you know, I don't talk to him as much anymore, but he was fantastic.
2: Can I, can I just jump in on, on some of that stuff? And I, I love the way that this is going. And I'm hearing a lot of, like, community integration, especially what like, Justin was talking about, and Skyping in with some of these um, other PE teachers, and then the training piece as well. Let me just ask an additional question of how does capabilities also um how does it work with the community in general around the year? I think I can give an example. Um one of the things we teach at camp, of course, is tandem cycling. And we were looking for opportunities in our own community to take the sport of tandem cycling and bring it back to a community event. And in Central New York, we have the Ride for Missing Children, which is a very large 100-mile bike ride with 500 cyclists who educate the community about missing children and um, increase awareness. And so we participated in that um, a couple of weeks ago. We had an adult team and we had a good team. In the last five miles, so it took a sport. The kids yeah. learned a camp, and they brought it to raise money. They had to um, train to be in the ride. They met a lot of others who love the sport of cycling, and they realized the potential they could have as an adult should they decide that they want to continue the sport. I think that's one way that you can bring what they fall in love with a camp back to their own lives. Yeah. And then, so how many of your volunteers do you think are college, college age, or college students trying to get hours and such?
3: We have a unique situation, and we don't have any Alaskan volunteers this year. All of our volunteers come from the lower 48. Um, most most years, it's about 80%. This year, it's 100%. And every one of them is a college student. And they're either in uh, physical education programs. I have five of my students coming up from Old Dominion. They're in optometry programs. Uh, we have three coming up from Ohio State this year. Um, and then we have physical education students mm-hmm. from... Uh, Northern Colorado this year as well. And one from Brockport. There's always one from Brockport. They always sneak in there
2: <laughs> This is Wilma.
3: And uh, most of our...
2: Uh, and uh, most of our counselors, our coaches, are university uh, students. And I've explained to our trainers, our specialists, that these uh, people will be also learning. So, not only are you teaching the the, the, the uh, athletes, but you're teaching the because uh, these are future teachers mm-hmm. for adaptive sports and things like that. So, you're teaching them also. You'll be instructing two different groups. And we had uh, we got a lot of volunteers and a lot. Some of them are st- former students at the School for the Blind and some of them are just friends and they everybody's just, the whole community is willing to help. And every, I didn't have a problem getting there. And and she was talking about the tandem bikes. They just got us a bike at the school for the blind uh, that rides seven people. So we're excited about trying that out. That's awesome. Well, that's Lauren. We have one of those seven-person bikes, and we yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I also wanted to kind of uh, piggyback on what Kathy said before, because um, one of the things that we're focusing on the last this is our third year of a three-year grant from the LaBelle Foundation. And we're working with Kathy and um, the, other, the other camps in New York. And we're trying to promote after-school sports with the kids um, at our camps. And so we do we train the teachers that come, physical education and vision teachers. We train the parents. We've done two years of parent trainings, and we teach advocacy to the kids. And so when you have kids with visual impairments, that are on their after school sports, whether it's swimming, whether it's cross country, everybody that comes to that meet and all the kids on their team and the other teams see kids with visual impairments doing sports, whether you know, it could be diving, track and field. We have kids on uh, wrestling teams. And so that also promotes the, kind of the potential of what kids with visual impairments can do. So you know, what we're doing really helps the public understand and it really pushes those boundaries of of what people perceive as as the limit of someone with a visual impairment with, with we talked about training and i I, I really like that piece with the parent training but like what type of training are we doing um and, you know what's the purpose of the training and what are we training the parents for well at our, our camp i mean there's there's different goals of the families but we teach the parents about how to get involved in the IEP and what their rights are related to the IEP, placement decisions for their children, and also their rights related to their input in their physical education class. And also, we teach the parents about their their rights and the child's right to be on their afterschool and community sports program teams. And so a lot of the parents accept exclusion when actually they shouldn't be accepting exclusion. And I, my camp last year, we did a parent um, in-service day uh, or a few hours of it, and we talked about keeping them physically active. We gave them different things to, to keep physically active and activities. And we didn't go in the IEP route for advocacy, but I would like to do that in the future. And I want to, you know, ask that question now. All the camps, or a few of the camps at least, what are what are you doing to engage the parents, So what and what are they bringing home afterwards? Uh, this is Kathy. We're doing a few things. One is that last year, each year at camp, we try to give the kids equipment, and that was part of the grant as well through the valve. Correct me if I'm wrong, um, We actually gave out tennis rackets. We taught the kids how to play tennis, and then we, at our camp, we gave each kid a set of tennis rackets and a tennis ball so that they could take that sport home with them and play with others. Um, the other thing we are doing with we've launched a program with parents just a few weeks ago where we reached out to all of the kids and parents who have come to our camps. And we said what can we do in your public school or in your school um, district to help them feel more comfortable to integrate your child into the um, PE classes and what can we do as an organization to come out whether it's we come out and teach you know your class to play goal ball or we teach the class to play kickball. We're willing to do that if you would need us to. And um, about half of the Parents have responded, please help us. Um, some are good and that's great. But those who need that extra help or that extra support we're willing to provide to them. So it's going to be a huge um, project for us because it's going to involve a lot of travel, all of our kids from all uh, across New York State. But we think we can manage it with all of our partner um, agencies to make it make it a reality for them. This is Wilma. We have, after taking the 7th in April, beginning of May, I got a lot of ideas, and I want to show the parents that video that Lauren showed us about the children, and I want the parents to learn how to play these sports. So when your kids do go home after camp, they can also play with them. They need to know how to play the sports with the kids, and that will keep everybody active. The family, it's like a a family thing. The sisters, the brothers, mom, dad, everybody can play beatball, or everybody can play ball, or, you know, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, let, now, we didn't really talk about the Campability Summit, and this year was the first year, and I was, uh, you know, really lucky to also be invited there. And I did discuss it on one of my earlier podcasts. I think I talked a little bit about the storm. It was the craziest thing ever. We went to Salt Lake City, and there was a, a windstorm uh, the day that we are supposed to leave, and everyone had to leave way early because all the expressways were uh, was shut down. And it was it was intense an intense storm, but uh, besides that, the invite with without the environment uh, concerns. What was that that summit about? What can you tell me a little bit uh, about what you gained from the summit and what like why did we all come together? All the capability directors. Once again, this is Wilma, and I had a great time. And I got to meet all the different, what well, we got different ideas from fundraising to how to get them involved in different activities. And just, I learned so much from there that I could bring home to share with the board and with the, uh, with the other coaches and talk to them about it. It was just really, really great. I got a lot of great information from them. Just, just how to deal with certain problems that you might have uh, with different parents and just everything. And I think that's a wonderful thing that, that they put together. I think they did a great job in each other. So what is the benefit of us all collaborating together as, as different camps? You know, I think, um, this is Kathy, and I hate to be philosophical about this, but and Lauren was the first pioneer in starting capabilities, but we all are pioneers to a certain extent, and it, sometimes you can feel lonely because you have a lot of, um, attitudes and a lot of perceptions that you have to change yes. and it's an ongoing process and so um, to, for us to all to be in the same room and to share our belief systems and where we hope to see the future for our kids who are blind and visually impaired I think it just um, gives you strength to go forward and move on. And this is, this is Lauren speaking and I do appreciate everything you said Kathy but like to me too and We've been doing our camp for for a number of years, and I got so many great ideas from all the other camp directors as far as activities, new equipment that I never heard about, new ways of fundraising that I never heard of, and uh, the energy and the creativity of all the directors was just was just awesome. So it was, uh, you know, it was just great to be there. And there, there were a few people that were actually running capabilities that I hadn't met before, and so that was really, uh, um A nice eye-opening experience, I think, for everyone. Some and some of the other camp directors haven't met the other directors before either. Justin, you're you're being quiet over there. So, um, you now you both you and Matt had are prior guests on the show, and I think both of you mentioned your story about traveling uh, across the country and also driving to Alaska, Um, and. I met so Now, who's the other person who runs capabilities Abilities Lasting with you? That's Miss Jeniston. She is the... Fate. She's the, the engine that runs that camp. Okay. So... You find it hard Now you're in Alaska, and that's, you know, way different. So how did, like, how, how is uh, collaboration between other camps affecting uh Camp in Alaska?
3: So, first, the reason I was quiet about the summit is because I was not in attendance at the summit. I, I'm sure that that's what you were getting at, but you all, uh, <laughs> most of you know why uh, I wasn't in attendance. It's because you scheduled it at a time that came right after getting hit by a car. So, uh, <laughs> So I missed the summit, but anyway, Jenna was there. So, so I, that's a good question: how we collaborate. And I think for us, the best part is how people who we've worked with and people who work at other camps keep on switching camps. So, like uh, Matt's a wonderful example. Uh, Matt came. Matt and I drove up to Alaska, as you mentioned, together uh, for my second year, and his, his first year up there. We really grew up together up in Alaska. Uh, as far as this camp thing is is concerned, at, at least in my opinion. Um, and now he's running. And, and then after that, years later, we both worked together at Camp Abilities Connecticut for a couple of years or camp programs. Maybe I don't know if Matt was at the summer program, but you were at a bunch of the weekend programs. Um, So we did that together, and we had those experiences, and now Matt's running a camp somewhere, and we're running a camp somewhere else, and, you know, our philosophies are are different, but very intertwined because of the experiences we had together, and we've got other people who have been at our camp and have gone to other camps, Uh, a girl named Courtney Aldridge was at, like, eight camps one year, she's been at a ton of them, you know, so I think that one of the major benefits for us is we keep attracting people, and those people are going off and doing other wonderful things at other camps. Uh, somebody at Texas's camp uh, came to our camp. Um, and here's another really cool thing. Uh, kids from other camps are coming up to our camp now. So uh, this is the second time that two boys from the Westchester camp will be coming up. Um, And and what they do is their parents will drop them off and go on a nice Alaskan vacation and then pick them up at the end of camp. And I think it's such a fantastic idea.
0: Yeah, I'd like to quickly speak too on just kind of the community that um, Lauren has really created with this camp abilities that really allows all of us to get together and share um, our ideas, but also work for the same goal and really have the same passion Um, and then build that sense of community, form the relationships. But others who are listening to this who may not be so familiar, who may think, okay, well, I'm not involved in this. Lauren has created this atmosphere where everybody is welcome. So if anybody wants to get involved in one of these camps, it just takes one experience to get one hooked on it and want to do it again and again. But then, two, I mean, everybody here welcomes everybody with open arms and just join the family of what Camp Abilities is. So that summit was kind of like a family reunion in a sense then because we all just got together. And uh, we're able to to be together and share and collaborate. It's great.
3: Hey, Scott, this is Justin again. Let me share another funny funny instance. Right, so there's this kid sitting on Matt's couch right now. His name is Cody, and Matt and I met Cody in camp at Connecticut during those weekend programs. And his first year there, I was like, man, this kid is awesome. We need to get him up to Alaska. And I think he was like 17. And he came up and volunteered a couple of times, and now he, he took Matt's position when Matt uh, decided to discontinue his participation in Alaska. So Matt started running the camp in Maryland, and we not replaced because you don't replace somebody like Matt Meskel, but uh, Cody is trying to fill his shoes now. So it's, it's funny how people keep jumping around within this, this family that Matt's talking about.
0: Well, to complete that circle then, um, Cody, who's here now, he's here because he got a job now at the Maryland School for the Blind. So now he's going to be a full time teacher as a TVI at the Maryland School for the Blind, where, you know, I, you got to ask Cody, but his roots really stemmed from Camp Abilities and being able to participate and, and join part of that family. And, and I know that's how I got involved as well in, in this field, is just kind of, you know, getting that opportunity. And uh, now I have a career of it and I love it. Yeah.
3: And so, thank you, Lauren. And, and so, Cody's <laughs> going to quit now Camp Abilities Alaska and he's going to start working with Matt and we're going to have to replace Cody. So if there's anybody out there that wants to take Cody's position, please let me know. But we only take, this another thing we do up there, we only take staff members who have been volunteers before so we can grow organically from within, and I think a lot of camps do that. Um, So that's why Cody went from volunteer to staff, and that's what everybody on our staff has done, including myself and Jenna. This is Wilma, and when
2: I went to the summit, Everybody up there is so willing to come and help you at your capabilities and give you little tips on what you can do and how you can do. And that uh, three day weekend, the mini camp was a great idea. And I think it's Kathy that has the one in the Adirondacks. And now we want to start us like a uh, winter like mini camp and. We just got great ideas in everybody, as they said. It's like a big family, and it was just so great. And uh, we, I brought a lot of ideas back. once we get started, maybe after our second camp, that's what we want to do: we start a winter camp and start mini camps. So I, I love the idea of like this whole like almost uh, process of like pay it forward, where we keep building upon this network, and uh, it's like passion. And doing something you know amazing is contagious, and we—it's it, a growing thing, and it's really, really wonderful to see the process. Now we're talking about kind of um, us as professionals right now, and working together and being—and um, it driving some people to go on into a profession of APE or APA and making their own capabilities. But let's go back and maybe talk a little bit more about the kids and what are the specific benefits that they're getting from taking part in camp and able to then... And then what is something that if I'm, you know, I think uh, Justin said something earlier about, you know, you might not know much about camp abilities, listening to this. So what's something that a listener right now could, a listener could um, listen about the benefits for kids for camp abilities and then take them to their schools? Uh, this is Laura speaking. I... Uh I just got the coolest email from a parent, and her daughter's in eighth grade, and she just had know, her IEP meeting. And when her mom went to the IEP meeting, the athletic director from the high school was at the IEP meeting. The daughter requested the athletic director from the high school be come, because she's also the PE director. And the daughter said to the, to the um, athletic director, I am so tired of people making me sit on the side and nobody notices and nobody cares. And so I'm going to pave the way and make make it happen when I go to high school. Not only do I want to participate in physical education, but I want to be in sports as well. And that athletic director went to the meeting. And now the, pl- the seed is planted from when she goes to high school. And her mother emailed this long email and said that she never would have had that voice if she hadn't come to capabilities, knowing her rights and knowing that She's the only person that can make that happen. I have a cool story. Um Mrs. Kath, um, you know, a lot of us have Greek campers, campers who come each time we offer a camp. And uh, I have a young girl who she's now fourteen. Um, she started with us when she was eleven. And when the first summer she came, whenever she talked to any of us, she held her hand in front of her face. She even though she was totally blind, she held her hand splayed in front of her face. And then by the end of the week, that hand came down. But now she comes to camp and she speaks up. She this confidence and the self-esteem that she has achieved through um, just being successful and, and all the things that we have offered and provided to her has um, really changed her life and changed her self-image and it's really allowed her to build um, herself into a, an amazing young woman. And um, I had mentioned to her when I saw her at winter camp that I. I find it hard to believe it's the same girl that I met three years ago, um, four years ago now, that she has just gained um, so much self-esteem and self-confidence, and it's all through success, and isn't that what it's all about for all of us? As we achieve success, we become better people and, and build um, our own personal attributes, and this is what's happening for the show, on, and it's a great thing to be a part of.
0: Uh, we have a, a student this year, so I'm not sure how it's going to go out, but I can kind of think already ahead of how it's going to end for this particular student who just recently went blind and is having a hard time accepting the fact that he can no longer see. Um, so I know his own instructor and his TVI are struggling to just introduce the things that he's going to need, like a cane, um, learning Braille. Um, he's resistant to it because he just he doesn't want to accept the fact that he's um, unfortunately become blind or vision impaired, um, and it's pretty significant vision loss. Um, so he's going to be coming to our camp in a, in a couple of weeks here. And I just, what I can imagine for him is just to, to see everybody else and to accept, um, his unfortunate, um, unfortunate circumstance, but learn to appreciate the fact that there's still all these opportunities and he's going to still have these abilities and that, you know, when one door closes, another one opens and, and we're providing hopefully another door for him to. To walk through and to learn and grow and and just kind of accept and, and grow from from there. Alright everyone, that was the first part of
1: the camp abilities episodes. I hope you enjoyed them. Uh, we have a lot more coming up with the directors that I interviewed. Um, we're gonna talk more about how camp abilities goes into physical education. We're gonna talk a little bit more about physical activity levels, evidence-based practices. ...with kids with visual impairments... Um, ...and just kind of talk about the field in general. So this was a really great episode... ...and we kind of, you know... ...eventually kind of gets all over the place... ...because we're having such a good time talking... ...and uh, it got very conversational... ...a lot of fun. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, email me at scmacnamara 23 at gmail.com... ...if you have any questions... ...put a Facebook link... Um, ...question or Twitter... And, you know, tell me what you thought or if you have any ideas for some future episodes. We'd love to hear from you. Take care.